This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're driving, cleaning, and even exercising. But what if you could be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Multitask right now. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. No one has seen the trees this week. Hopefully they'll come back soon. Good morning, Night Vale. Hi, my name is Meg Bashwinner, and I just enjoyed a scone made by my friend Symphony Sanders and Hal Lublin. Hi, I'm Symphony Sanders, and I ate a bit of it, and I did very little work. I'm Hal Lublin. I did a third of the work, and I ate more than a third of the scone. <laughs> and this is Good Morning Night Vale. It's so odd to, just a little inside baseball. <laughs> Normally, we're in different rooms. Now we're in the same room. Yeah. My yeah. apartment. We're, we're all, touching. Wait. Yeah, we can, we can all join we're hands. Touching. We're all touching hands. We're all joining hands. And yeah, feeling the energy. Normally there are weird pauses because, you know, there's lag on the internet when you're recording stuff. And this time there was real life lag that's probably been edited <laughs> out because I uh, completely lost my place in the doc that I am looking at that is our guide through this episode. But anyway, uh, we are three cast members from Welcome to Night Vale and we talk about Welcome to Night Vale on Good Morning Night Vale, the podcast for people who listen to Welcome to Night Vale to listen to and go, hey, they like what I like. And this week's episode is 35, Lazy Day. It's a totally lazy day in Night Vale, feeling really tired, increasingly tired. Here's some news, I guess. Updates on the summer reading program, The, the Brownstone, Brownstone Spire, and a delicious new cereal on the market. Just so lazy. Everything slowing down. I think I read that really good. I think you did great. Yeah, that was it was a really, good read. really good performance. I like it. It's a good read. Thank you guys. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's us talk about it. Yeah. So this one, uh, the way this one opens up, it really sets the tone where we're kind of like, like it's a very hot day and we're kind of getting the picture of like the antique shop is the pace is very different there than it normally is. The faceless old woman is looking at the same B websites that she's always looking at and not terrorizing anyone. Just like, I like that that's what she does in her off time when she's not like creeping you out of your house is she's yeah. just looking at the websites about bees. Well, she is overly concerned with your internet connectivity. That's true. Cause she's got to be loading those bee videos. Yeah. She likes to get bee faced. <laughs> Symphony, I think you should tell everyone about bee faced, which is uh, something that was invented by dispersion. Uh, yeah. So dispersion, John thought it would be like a practical joke thing, similar to like, I don't know, just like, like a practical joke, like getting punked. Yes. Like getting a punking punked. of sorts. A punking uh-huh. of sorts. It's where you just throw a bunch of bees in somebody's face and then you're like, you got bee faced. This is a theoretical <laughs> punking. It never actually happened. Right. But sometimes we'll be like walking somewhere and a bug will fly in our face and we'll be like, oh, I got bee faced. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just that funny, like every time. Yeah. 
So you get stung in your eye and you're like, where's the camera? Yeah. Where is Who's it? Who's be- John? Come out. You Will you be me, facing please. me? Jamie Kennedy. <laughs> My eyes swollen shut. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, this whole episode, everybody is like having like a slow, lazy time, except for Carlos. No, it speeds Carlos up. He's yeah. getting a lot of work done. I have an early theory. What is it? Because um, oh. they're talking about the, how the magnetic fields, they are the ones that are going crazy. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. everything else is super slow, but the magnetic fields are going crazy. Maybe Carlos has some sort of magnetic fieldy thing that's inside of him. Whoa. That he could be, he's like, he has some sort of magnetic field thing to him. All right. Yeah. That's my early theory. Well, and also okay. that would jive with him being like, he came from the outside. Yeah. Like he was a outsider at the beginning. Right. And so maybe his like vibe, like he vibrates on like a different level than everybody else. So when everybody else is being slowed down and he always notices like the weird stuff, like when time is slowing down and stuff like that and nobody else seems to be concerned with it. So it stands to reason that he would also be affected if he is has some sort of magnetic field or is like on this other magnetic wavelength that he would function differently during this time. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. I also like that throughout this episode, we get little, we touch base with so many things that have happened in this story. I mean, we go back, at, like there's uh, the brownstone spire. Brownstone spire. <laughs> Brownstone Spire. Brownstone Spire. <laughs> oh, fun with editing. Yeah, you you bring up a good point. It is sort of like uh, I'm sitting here thinking it's like the Marvel Cinematic Universe where yeah. we've been introduced to all of these different characters and they're starting to come together. Yeah, you know, this is the the, the locomotion is being set. There's Strex Corp. A lot of things are happening in the background, and this. You know, the way things are described it is a day where nothing's happening, but a ton is happening in yeah. the larger picture of, yes. yeah. of Night Vale. Yeah, it's a, like kind of fake out where it's like nothing's going on here. Everything's just real slow. But there's like these wheels kind of grinding into motion in the back where they're dropping, dropping plot pieces that are about to come in. Yeah, we're in we're fully in season two at this point. Yep. This is when the boys discovered plot and what plot could be. Um, so <laughs> in season two, they discover plot. Yeah, uh, well, and when you're starting out I, and they were introducing such a large world in season one, like you're getting like all these different characters and things like that. And now things are starting to come together and they're like, oh, wow. Okay, well, we're going to do something with all these people. Like, for example, my character, Tamika Flynn, yeah. uh, she's really starting to develop her militia, her child militia. Yeah. Even at 12 and carrying around that the hand of the librarian That's to show dope. people how tough she That's is. so dope. I know. I would wear a friggin' hand around my neck. What's Total something badass. that you've slayed that you would want to wear like a piece of it with you? I constantly slay bugs. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I would want like a little tube with like the bug inside of it. You know what I mean? Like as a pendant. Yeah, like the one time I clapped my hands and actually got the fly. Yes. I want that fly bronze. Ninja Master. And I want the I want the fly bronze and put on a pinky ring. Oh, where it's That's like what I want. Yeah. forever. Exactly. I'd be like, oh, uh, let me just readjust. While we're negotiating, let me readjust this fly I killed by clapping. Yeah, I'm a hunter. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Meg? I think I'd go somewhere different with it. Like it's something that like I actually slayed. Like. Um, I used to have really bad driving anxiety and I got over that. So maybe oh. like a slaying my driving anxiety, I could somehow like, I don't know, wear a stoplight around my neck. Oh, yeah. Albatross around your neck. Yeah, full size. A full size, like six foot tall stoplight. Mm-hmm. Oh, you to, mean the pole as well? No, the, pole, the stoplights are actually huge. 
they don't look huge because they're all the way up in the sky, but like stoplights are like, I think they're like five feet tall, yeah. six feet tall. Really? You'd be like yeah. going full. No, uh, I'm serious. I'm going to go to Dr. Google right now. How big is a stop? How big is a stoplight? You'd be going them, full flavor flavor with that yeah. though. I saw a guy in a basket, like one of those like trucks with the basket, the cherry picker. Oh, I'm thinking like a wick, a wicker basket. <laughs> it was a guy with a wicker basket and he was, he was apple picking by the traffic light. No, he was, I think changing the light, the bulbs and he took the whole thing and turned it. And I was like, of course it turns. That was a major thing for me. Uh, but also it didn't seem like it was six feet tall. They're four, four over four feet tall. Over four this feet This is a t- picture of a woman next to one. Okay. Oh, oh wow. That is big. Pretty big. We still don't know that she isn't very small. It's true. She could be many. Even if she was, show me Shaq holding one of those, and then I'll get a good sense. Have you ever seen the picture of Shaq with his girlfriend? No. She's very small. (laughs) No, that happens a lot. I think because as a small woman, I like a big man, like a tall big man. As a tall woman, I like a small man. I don't know why. Hey, I like to feel like an Amazon at all times. I feel like I'm average sized, and my Wife is average height as well. Yeah. I think that we kind of sought each other out that way. You're like, we were on somebody um, regular. Yeah, we were on mediumheightsingles.com, and that's where we met. <laughs> that's Shaq oh, with his girlfriend. Geez. No, that's his daughter. No, no that's, that's a his, woman. That's, that's a woman. Look at her. Yeah. He's like, I want you to marry my girlfriend. She's very small. She's very small. Yeah, she, she's. Does I she sleep so in questions. one of his shoes? Like Thumbelina? Her foot, yeah. her, his foot is the size of her calf. Yeah. What? That doesn't. That is, this is recent, so he's divorced from his wife. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's been dating a while. Now. This has been What's Happening with Shaq, your weekly podcast, <laughs> where three people who work on the show called Welcome to Night Vale check in with Shaq. Yeah, what's up with Shaq? Uh, speaking of people with uh, another weird name, let's talk about Barks on Wee. Barks on Wee. <laughs> Barks on Wee shows up. Because uh, you're like, Barks. okay, secret police mascot Barks on Wee. He always says, citizens, be alert, but not too alert. There is much that you should not see. Only you can prevent your own house mysteriously catching on fire. Woof, woof. Uh, I'm imagining, because they said he's like, like they're imagining he's a little cartoon dog, uh, but the secret police won't declassify what he looks like. Yeah. What do you think Barks on Wee looks like? Well, we, we get we get descriptions of what he looks like later on in the game, but right now, I'm, if I'm going, right like, now, if I'm going into it. Barks on Wee. Um, I'm going to, like, I think, like, um, like Nana from Peter Pan, like that Whoa. real like shaggy, oh, like a Saint Bernard, yeah, like type a big dog, kind yeah. of flopsy, shaggy, large governing dog. I'm thinking of something French because of Ennui. Ennui. Oh. He's like a Poirot of dogs, and he's like, <laughs> I cannot believe you think that you are safe, you silly. You are constantly in danger. Ha ha, wee wee wee, woof woof. Actually, French dogs don't say woof woof, and like if they show the onomatopoeia, they say woo 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 woo. And chickens say cocorico. Yeah. Cocorico, woo woo. Yeah, I think it's uh, somewhere. Dogs go wang. Somewhere in Asia, I think they're like wang 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 wang, which is actually pretty accurate too. Dog noises around the world. Dog, this has been dog noises around the world. Yeah. Your shock podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Uncle John's bathroom reader. No, they're seriously like. Here's how they say it. Like in this country, it's written as wang wang wang. In this one, it's ow ow ow. And this one, it's woo woo woo. Yeah, I know it sounded like I was doing like a 1950s wang, wang, cat wang, skills bit. Woo, woo, like woo. here's how the Asians would have a dog talk. <laughs> they, like literally, that's the sound that they choose, yeah. which is true. I like um, I like ing wing wing. 
if you say that, like you sound like a dog. You go, like that. Oh, also, you sound like a revving, motorcycle. That's me revving an engine of Jerry, get on. This has been mouth sound effects with your dog team. I imagine that he looks like Spuds McKenzie. But as a okay. as a uniformed police officer, like a crossing, and oh, sounds yeah. like Paul Giamatti. Mm. Voiced right. by Paul Giamatti. Yeah. He's like kind of tough. Like it, it. Yeah. Or he's just like kind of like, uh, I don't know. There's something to like Paul Giamatti where he always seems tired. Like there's something yeah. tired. Like a new Columbo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm feeling it. Yeah. Right. Parkinson, I whenever I see a dog that is also a cop, I'm, I'm like just so torn. You know, because I love dogs and I just want to be like, hey, guy. But like, I understand that you're working. Yeah. But also you're a narc. <laughs> but he was born into that world. Yeah. Like, it's like. I know it's not the dog's fault that he's a narc. He but. was born into into the departed. <laughs> the dog is. Is uh, Matt, Damon? Matt Damon? Matt Damon? He's like, yeah. Matt Damon. <laughs> uh, actually, that would be funny if Matt Damon was a dog. That would be pretty good. They could redo the Shaggy Dog again. It's almost time. Yeah. Every several decades. Uh, so after Barks on Weed comes on, uh, we get a little update on the summer re- reading program. The kids, uh, and they're like, you know, in the sand waste, training and screaming. Uh, and we get the famous line from Tamika, we do not look around. We do not look inside. We do not sleep. Our God is not a smiling God. And we are ready for this war. And you guys, I think, She's ready, you know, to fight uh, the sinnerness. Yeah. It's always interesting Strikes. to see Tamika now yeah. doing the live shows yeah. with everything that she's been through and see this is like her uh, great war. Yeah. It's very interesting to get that look. And this to me is like the one of the one of the two probably biggest plot points in this. Oh, yeah. Where we sneak in. I mean, there's not even the – there is some poetry to it, but it's not the same poetry as everything else. It's just here she is with an army of children. Yeah. She threatened to fight the reporter. Oh, And the reporter was part, chased actually. off. That's my favorite part, actually. I'm like, yes, chase them. Go get them, girl. Uh, yeah, actually, I – you know, early on, I feel like, you know, she's 12 and she goes through this like tough time at 12. And that's why people are like, oh, when people ask me now, they're like, oh, well, you play her like really light now. I'm like, yeah, but she's still like a teen and still does teen stuff. She just has also been a general in a, like yeah. in a war against a, a evil corporation trying to take over her town. Yeah, there's also like a level of normalcy to that sort of thing in Night Vale. Yeah. Like everyone kind of is has fought some sort of big bad crazy. Yeah. So that like it's like yeah, of course, like yeah, she she has been through a great war, but also like she still cares about her homework. You right. know, she still has energy to be active in her community. Like it hasn't broken her because yeah, it's, right. Yeah, it's, because she's been through more than other people have, and it's a normal thing in Night Vale to just face constant danger yeah like the leader of a child army in the real world would probably be like pretty hard but in yeah. night vale yeah. when th- this sort of thing is like the norm you know yeah do you do you as the actor playing tamika do you feel like that's compartmentalization on her part or it really is just that's night vale like we are we are all living this terrible life 
and also yeah. it's like this weird mix of normal and terrible or is it she's seen horrible things and she has compartmentalized them away so she draws on it when she needs it like it's like it's available to her uh well honestly i i i feel like it is like something like when she needs to be tough she'll be tough and like it's always there and always at the ready but i i think she also thinks it's normal to like hang out with her friends and like read books in her free time and she does stuff for enjoyment and won't let something small like uh some company come between her and like going to like some sort of fair or something right you know nothing yeah. should ever come in the way of the fair nothing. no not at nothing all should we were talking about the the duchess county fair again we've talked about this before all we care all we care air. about is the duchess county fair it's the best week of the whole year Got to hit that fair. Got to hit that fair. Um, one of the things that made me, while well, I was listening to this today, made me like feel weird things was the talking about the brownstone spire and yeah. Thanksgiving's just mm-hmm. around the corner. It's a great time to get your family together, eat your fill, then crawl out through the sharp rocks and sand until your knees leave blood streaks on the barren earth and you feel the brownstone spire. <laughs> Who hasn't walked out of a restaurant feeling like that? <laughs> yeah. Yep. We've had times. We've definitely had times where we walk out and the sharp rocks and sand leave blood streaks on the barren earth from your knees. What do you eat the most of at Thanksgiving dinner? If you have your favorite version of everything. Stuffing. Um, yep. Yeah. I'm it a is stuffing, stuffing. Stuffing and mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Stuffing and mashed potatoes for me. And I don't do gravy. Really? And I'm not a gravy person. I love gravy. Gravy's and I, so good. You know what? And that's funny because I generally love a sauce. You love sauce. I love sauce. Yeah. It's just brown uh, sauce. It is, but like I love the purity of really good, like soft stuffing, but then it has to have a crust. You gotta have your crispy edges. Oh. Yeah. Sure. I like a little sausage in my stuffing. Oh, I, sure. I, I've, yeah. I've enjoyed that. I like it to be a little sweet, but not like sugary, but I put like craisins in. Okay. I do craisins, oh. onions, carrots, celery. Yeah, your standard mirepoix, and then your Thanksgiving herbs. You run it through the Thanksgiving herb garden, parsley, sage, rosemary, thyme. Right. Um, and then I use a turkey stock and eggs and uh, salt and sausage. Oh, it's so good. And you I like that, a cornbread uh, one. I like, yeah, I like a cornbread one too. I use yeah. just like the the box of the cubes. All it is is yep. dried bread. Yeah, it's I not like you're cheating. I don't yeah. hand cube. Um, I hand cubed before. One time I had Cecil over Thanksgiving and I hand cubed and he didn't enjoy it. And he, yeah. and he was not afraid to tell me what he did not did and did not like about the Thanksgiving dinner I made for him. So, oh. did you appreciate that, or were you like, "What the hell"? <laughs> <laughs> it was nice. It's always nice to have Cecil over for dinner. <laughs> he's uh, a growing boy. He's a growing boy. He, he, he actually is fun. He's a fun dinner guest because he is a growing boy, and I like yes. to feed people. So, and he likes to eat that man. Uh, I wish I had made now. Now we have to record here another time so I can make uh, Jennifer's family's recipe for dressing, where you you make cornbread. But okay. then you also have stuffing mix, uh, chicken broth, a whole hen, a uh, whole onion, hen. onion, celery, you know, the broth, hard boiled eggs, oh. salt and pepper, poultry seasoning. That's got to be the huh. most chickeny, delicious. It's thing. so good. It's a meal. It sounds moist. The first time I visited Jennifer's hometown, which was a little over thirteen years ago, that they had that. It was like the holidays. Uh, my mother in law had been had been tasked with making it that year. And I've been chasing that dragon for 13 years now. Yeah. It's wow. so good. I, I make it pretty well. I, I do a pretty good job of it. But it's – you could eat it and then later on you eat it and it's – you keep reheating it. it oh, yeah. It's so good. Stuffing only gets better with time. 
I want even when it starts to dry out a little bit in the fridge, you get like a little bit more crunchy. And yeah. it's good. You know what I like to do when I'm like reaching the end of like the goodness of a of some stuffing, but of course I have much more to eat. Right. I will press it into a baking pan mm-hmm. and then make basically like a egg, like a inside of the quiche uh-huh. with like ham and like uh, roasted garlic and whatever else I want to toss in there, cheese, whatever. And so I'll bake it so it's like kind of like a crust. You know, That's you par break genius. it. Genius. And mm. then you pour in the egg mixture and then you cook it. So then it's like a quiche with a with a stuffing crust. And then you can cut it up and freeze it. And then you have friggin' stuffing quiche for like two months. Oh my God. That's a genius. Live name. your motherfucking life. That's so good. Wow. Wow. Mind blown. This I'm here to blow your mind. That's what I'm here for, That's you guys. It's such a great idea. Uh, Let's here, quit the show right now. I don't think we're going to top that. You, might you actually are, blow your mind. You breaded chicken with with Cheetos, and yeah. now you're making quiche. It's, it's t- I like to. I don't like to waste. I like to use it all. I like to use the whole buffalo. <laughs> you know, <laughs> use the whole buffalo. Uh, so blowing minds, but like you guys, like let's talk about the bodily functions taking the day off. Uh, all right, wouldn't that be nice? Well, it was like that time I had the colon hydrotherapy. I didn't fart for 24 hours. That was great. <laughs> oh, what a nightmare. No, no it was it good. Great. No, it it was wasn't good. like I needed to and couldn't. It was like my body had never known what it was and never needed to know. Like yeah. they sucked the farts out of you? Yeah, yeah. exactly that. Because Your stomach was on flat, they flat. shoot. We've talked about this. Yeah, they shoot all the water in your in your butt and then Start comes out. Shooting it. <laughs> it fires it in there with a little force. It's not like you are hung upside down and they're like, well, we'll let it drip in like it's yeah. coffee. I'm not like an elephant at the zoo getting hosed off yeah. in my, my beehole. But no. they put it in there. They're like, well, we need some pressure. Yeah. We need to what what do you call it? Place the water inside you. It definitely needs to get inside. Yeah. Yeah. The water needs to make its way. Listen, I've get, I've had to give myself an enema before. Yeah. And it's well, it's much it's passive. It's pretty passive. Like all you do sometimes is like hold it, like squeeze it, and then it'll fill you up, and then you just let go. Just gotta let go. And that is honestly the hardest thing to do. Cause you're like, this isn't right, I'm laying down. You're holding it laying down. Like your whole – Oh, and then you're supposed to just let it all out. Just release. Yeah, you fill and you're release. On, where are you – wait. You're hold on, on. Table. This all sounds bad. They put a hood over your head, <laughs> and then they put a tube in there. They're like, here comes water. You do but, it yourself. But it's gently rushed in. Yeah. It's an August rush, and this, then it comes in there. <laughs> this was a rough transition from Thanksgiving dinner to all of you who are like, oh, that sounds so delicious. Now we're talking about our colons. Well, listen, we all know what happens after you eat. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. so you're on a – they put you on a, a hanging sewer grate, and they, <laughs> then they're like, all right, we're done. Now, now hold it. And I know that's part of it is like I was able to hold it for whatever amount of time. And then just while you're laying there, let it let it, let go. it go. But let you it are go. in the shower? No. Where are you? You're on a like a it's table. Like, it's a, yeah, a table. It's like a table. To- it's like you're in the toilet. <laughs> is there? Hold on. <laughs> And then somebody, as a somebody coming there, like, good no, job. No, it's no like, all goes down the drain. Like, there's, it's like, no, there's no seeing it. Well, you can see it because there's a tube. There's you a can tube. see it. You can see it. Like, there's like a big tube. It's fascinating. Like, the diameter of probably like, like, like a paper towel roll. 
that, yeah, that is it's draining out of it drains as it goes. that rinses out and they make you look at it so you, you don't can see what you look, did you don't but have, you want to okay. see you're curious you're there you a lot of curious. the reason you're there is because you want to know but also there's no shame isn't there a machine to put the water up there okay so you like sit on here we are you sit on like a little faucety thing that's very tiny okay yeah. but there's room for things to go around the faucety thing so the, the faucety thing shoots the water in and then you release and it goes into the drain you're sitting on the. T- you're laying there, though. You're laying down. And they're like, let's set it up the nozzle. It dips down under your butt, so it's not like under it's your washing butt. up. But it's on not your back. in your butt. It no, has to go in your it butt. It's in your butt. It's got to go in your butt. Yeah, it's in your butt. But it's not like it's like the width of a pen. Yeah. No, I know. I'm not like I'm not like they're putting uh, an entire baseball bat up there. Yeah. That's not the part I'm interested in. I get that part. I get. But then the water has to go in. Is it like gajung gajung gajung? And then the water is going in, like an MRI, or is it like let's just turn on? It's like turning on a faucet. Is there yeah. music playing? There can be. Yeah, I think there was. I think there was music. Well, bare naked ladies is playing, and then you're laying there on a it toilet. It was Chumba Wumba tub thumping. <laughs> tub thumping on like... repeat for forty minutes. <laughs> I get knocked out. <laughs> he drinks a whiskey drink. He drinks a sour drink, and that's what your butt is doing. Yeah. He's drinking a whiskey drink and a sour drink. Yeah. And it's singing the songs of the good times. <laughs> the and the songs that remind you of the better times. Squirt that liquid into the different pipe. But anyway. Is it the same time that the water's going in that stuff is coming yep. out? But that's how it can black up the hole is of it, the tube. When that happens, does it play uh, Love and Marriage, like the beginning of, of Married with Children when the fountain comes on? Yeah. Like, yes. you're, like you're like, oh, I'm done. There is no done. You could do it forever. There's you could do no for done. as long as you, you could need sit to. there. What's the longest either of you have ever done it? Well, I've only ever done this thing once. How long did you do it for? Like fifty minutes. Yeah, that's like five times. <laughs> <laughs> You've done it five times each. Somebody did it another time. Was it here? Yeah. You did it another time. I did it another time. I didn't like it as much. Look, I'm interested. I'm not saying I'm. I'm not saying I'm against it. it I don't know if I would do it. I think I'm scared. You did it on like a it's like a group. Chicken. Yeah. We got yeah. colon hydrotherapy chicken, the three of me, Cecil, and Symphony. And then we all did it and Your changed chicken. our lives. Really? Because we you... joked about it for two weeks. And then the day came and then we never joked about it ever again. And we're very serious about it. And do you weigh yourself before and after? We did, didn't we? We said we wanted to. I don't remember if we weighed ourselves, but I'll tell you what. My stomach was on flat, flat. I wore a crop top at the show after that. Like you're not even, you don't even know how much. It just looked good. I was like, yeah. It feels good, I too. Like, was turning to the side and like looking at myself, and I was like, yeah. And actually, one of my Tinder p- photos was taken after that. So You don't realize how like how uncomfortable it is to have gas in your intestines yeah, until, until it's, it's not gone. there anymore. And then you're like, oh, this just feels great. So it's like lazy day. You're free. Yes. It's very much like lazy day. You're like, I don't have to do anything. I'm just going to like lay here, maybe eat some flakios. Yeah. With the native imaginary corn. Before we move off of uh, of this section and move uh-huh. on, so I don't want to talk about the colon hydrotherapy anymore. I do want to talk say about our own personal brownstone spires. <laughs> yeah, you, everybody makes a brownstone spire, and you get sucked <laughs> in. You see it, you're like brownstone, brownstone spire, spire in the tube. Uh, this is my favorite joke so far okay. in the whole podcast, which is today's broadcast is brought to you by Costco. How much could a body even weigh? It's a great. I love it. I actually have a theory on that. How much it would weigh? Go ahead. Okay. So, like, whatever the body would weigh. So, like, let's say I weigh 155 pounds. That's not true. Uh, but then you don't, like, a body is, like, it indicates dead, right? Yes. Well, that would be the right? or body. unconscious. Yeah, it's you, not you a person. Would, right. It's not a person. It's just a body. Yeah. Okay. So, whatever the weight was, minus, like, what is it? 21, 21 grams. grams. Like that for movie. Soul. Yeah. It's for your soul. 
Your soul is being sucked out. I feel like my soul, just because it's part of my body, would be like a little bit overweight. You think your soul would be overweight, like twenty two grams? Yeah, just because like twenty one point five grams. Because it's like I just the body type I'm working with is always just like running a little high. So well, your soul is pretty great. So yeah, I think you have a good soul. It retains water, like the whole like I'm you know I'm prone to retaining water. Right. Yeah. I think I don't know. My soul probably is okay. It's a little damaged, but it's fine. (laughs) What do you think? How much do you think your soul weighs? I don't know. Feels like it would weigh more. Oh, you think it weighs more than 21 yeah, grams? Yeah, I worry about things a lot. I think that worry... Weighs yeah, on I your soul? Wonder, yeah. It weighs your soul. makes your soul weightier, right? I was in therapy recently. Uh-huh. I was in a moment where I was like, oh, I think I'm about to cry. And it felt good. Like, oh, I'm having a breakthrough. And I didn't cry. And then my thought was like, you out? should I have cried then? I probably should have <laughs> cried. What's wrong with my sociopath that I can't feel enough to cry? Yes, probably, Hal, it's probably you that. of all people are a sociopath. Then, but then I'm in this moment of like, maybe if I sit in this... I'll feel it and then I will cry. And then the session was over. You're like, well, I guess I'll. I was like, oh, well, I guess next time I'll try. (laughs) Maybe I'll be better at it next time. Yeah. That's why you go to get better at crying in a room with a a stranger who who knows everything about you and you know nothing about them. Yeah, they're crying lessons. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I kind of try to work stuff in, like, oh, how are you doing? What's going on? Uh, They're like, why do you want to know that? But then I, like, yeah. And then I feel weird. I'm like, maybe I shouldn't. I don't want to. Uh, am I going to make them feel uncomfortable? This is it's why not I'm about them. Yeah, I know, but I but I immediately think like like if they ask me to do something and then I haven't done it, next time I go in, I feel get, like I'm going to say I didn't do it. They'll be like, "Well, you're a piece of shit." That's definitely <laughs> what they're going to say. That's the type of therapy you go to. That's, I do pay for that. <laughs> is it? I pay somebody else to call me a piece of shit. Yeah, please. Is it some sort of? Is I'm a sure it's a therapist, and not- I know, like that's dominatrix yeah. talk. Yeah, yeah, but okay. that's just me feeling bad. So I think my soul would be heavier. Oh. My soul is light as light, light as, in the loafers. Light as, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Uh, you. Uh, speaking of that, let's talk about John Peters. You know. The, the farmer. farmer? Uh, those people don't, the board of directors, they don't seem to know where he is either. Right. He's like disappeared. He's become as hard to locate as his corn. Yeah. Which I always hear as Q U O R N, like the fake corn. 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 Talk about something that's gonna give you gas. Whew, that oh, really? corn. This the corn will rip you up. Uh you know what else will do it? What? Sugarless candy. Oh man. Wait. It's baby laxative that they use as a sweetener. The, Wait, uh, shut up. Yeah. Really? There's the gummy bear thing that people do to trick each other. There's like you uh, Why would you trick somebody with gummy bears? Because they, they it's it creates a lot of pooping. It'll make you. It's a. It's a laxative. You're basically having a. Okay, laxative. I'm literally looking back and forth at them like with a very what? dumbfounded look on my face. I don't understand. In the late '80s, early '90s, my mom went through a sugarless candy phase, and I was like eating any candy I could find. So I ate a, a whole bunch of the sugarless candy. Uh, we were down the shore, and my friend Josh was staying with us for the weekend. We're watching TV, and I'm like, it was so bad. <laughs> There was a, the air was like grabbing your face and going fart like right over your hand and mouth. I was like putting its hand over your nose and mouth and going smell me. It was that it was pea soup thick in the air and it would not stop it and like, it was not quiet. It was like over and over again. Yeah. And they were they were bad. Yeah, and I couldn't stop laughing. I was in tears from laughing at it. 
was you're not good for Josh. You're like jet propelled to Atlantic City in the ocean. You like yeah. go for a swim and you end up in like <laughs> on the other side in the bay. Yeah, I was flying like, look, there's Merv Griffin's Resorts. Yeah. And into the Did water. you ever hear from that friend again? Or was that the end of your friendship? <laughs> <laughs> Took him down the shore and farted the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how much did a body weigh? <laughs> uh, yeah, he, I, I don't really talk to him as much anymore. Oh. Um, let's call him right now. That's not Yeah, I'll just call him. Hey, Josh, remember this? <laughs> Remember the time we went DTS? <laughs> and I was FARTing. <laughs> so another reemergence that happened was the uh, transdimensional pyramid uh, comes back. We mm-hmm. hear a little bit about that. And they and they said that they were like, well, we didn't have anything to do with that, right? I just find that fascinating. That's another thing that we get another little bit of. Yeah, these tastes. And and apparently they were mad that the pyramid wanted things like a trailer that was like normal on the outside, but like really big on the inside, kind of like a TARDIS. And then also health benefits, because anytime anybody asks for health benefits, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Why would you ask for such a thing? (laughs) Do you also want like a golden, you know, anything? Yeah. Have either of you ever worked with somebody who had crazy demands? I feel like there are a lot of people who've been on tour, but I don't, I can't imagine any of them had crazy demands. Not really. No. No. No, everyone's pretty chill. And yeah. like also, I don't know. I don't we don't take shit. Yeah, like also what do we have yeah. to give you like You kind of know the deal. Like here's the deal coming in. Yeah. Take it or leave it. Look, uh many of you won't know this, but Meg is a wonderful tour manager who makes sure that you are taken care of in uh most ways. But like we also manage expectations. Like we're providing a, 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 a residence, some accommodations, and some flying stuff, and you're gonna get food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get you get dinner every night. You yeah, get your, you get your your per diem. You get your and hotel. You get, you get your half your hotel room, half your Hampton Inn. Exactly. You get, you get a paycheck. And what else do you need, really? Yeah, yeah. I, I tell you where to go every day. Right. You don't have to make a travel plan. Yeah, or think or whatever, think or anything. Really, just. Get on the get on the but train. But no silliness. Like you yeah. can't be like, I want first class flights. We'll all be like, ha 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 ha. There was that one time where we, I bought us first class flights because they were super cheap. We flew from like Salt Lake to somewhere. And yeah. It was like Salt Lake to like it was like a puddle jumper. It was like Salt Lake to Boise or something. It yeah. wasn't far. Right. Um. And we first class was like well in within budget. So we bought us first class. We were like the whole first class. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like all six of us were just like the whole first class. But you uh, know, for those like. 15 minutes that that flight was we were the best people we were the best people yeah you feel so good we're like keep going poors your seats are back there <laughs> there was also the time that cecil and i got bumped to first class because we had status on delta and yeah. so we we cecil and i got bumped and then you guys had to walk past us and we were just like oh we feel like shitheads oh i'm just like hiding <laughs> but they continued to put their hands over their faces so we couldn't sit we're like Meg, Cecil, <laughs> no. and they're like, uh uh-uh, oh, we, we don't know them. Keep moving. In the Stewardess movie. Nate, I know them. I, I know them. Keep and moving, the- ma'am. And it was like first class on such a tiny plane that it was like just a normal airplane seat. It was the, yeah. it was one of those planes where it's like one seat and one seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. I kinda like those. I know those planes, yeah. Um, do you <laughs> did you guys notice all the poetry that was in this episode? Uh, it's like the traffic, the higher high concept yes. pro section. I love yeah. it. I I always like that because it does make you – you have lots of thoughts like thinking about – you're like, okay. The thing that I have trouble with is I'll hear one line and then I'll start thinking about that line. And by the time I come back, it's already like 
the next paragraph. And I'm like, oh, no. That's what's so nice about the script books is you can kind yeah. of deep dive into the words. Yeah. The script books, which are coming out that for seasons three and four, will be out this spring. Pre-order now. Um, <laughs> I but, definitely did not write my essay last minute. I definitely did not write my essay last minute. Um, there is something to to that, though, that progression. It feels like uh, walking into a basement that scares you. Where at first you're like, oh, I'm going to go down to the basement. It's fine. And then the further down you go, every noise, every sound, it gets darker and darker yes, and darker. Yes, very which, much so. Which is a progression they play with a lot. But the the way the language, it's it's uh, like the most beautiful way to deliver terrible news. Yeah. This one with the traffic, especially, uh, you know, it's like talking about a river and then it's a deep river turning through landscapes and then it's slamming boulders with violence, but without malice comes wider and wider, like a human settling into the best part of age. And it keeps going. And then finally one last exit great engulfing by an ocean in which all water is the same water. Uh, finally find some rest like a human settling into the better, like a human settling. And then I, that's when I was like, Whoa. I felt I had a Keanu moment. <laughs> yeah. The thing that, that took yeah. me from there was the this thing uh, in the traffic section. It's uh, like a becoming wider, slower, like a human settling in the better part of age. A river that only shows evidence of movement when it carries some other thing, some life upon it, like a human settling into the better part of age. So it's like you you can't see how big it is and what it's doing unless it's carrying something. Mm. And so it's like, yeah, really it's a nice metaphor for aging, right? Yes. Just see it carrying. Oh God, just carrying. I know. You just turn around on your older. Yeah. Well, and you know, even I've noticed even like changes that my face and my body have undergone in the past, like even three to four years, I'll notice. Cause I'll, you know, I look at myself like, all the time, as most of us do. And, you know, you look at yourself and you're like, okay, I look fine without makeup. I look fine without makeup. Or, like, my body is okay, like, whatever. And then you look, like, a few years later and you're like, well, this is not where that's supposed to be. <laughs> it's just like – and I thought that was always a joke. I mean, I know – and you know your body changes and it's going to start, like, sagging or doing things or, like, your face is going to become a little bit more, like – Full or jowly or like whatever, and like you, you know, your nose and your ears are like always growing. Isn't that true? Yeah, my nose yeah. has grown so much lately. <laughs> it's been weird. No, it has been just like in the past like five years. Really? Yeah. See, but you notice it because you look at your face yeah, every it's day. My freaking face, but yeah. Yeah, I get hair in my ears a lot. Like a hair. Like one, one like long one. One long one. I used uh, gaffer's tape at work the other day. I was like, <laughs> I felt it. I just put it on either side. And I went like that to get it out. And it was like, it was a long hair. It was a long hair. It's impressive. I, wow. And Jennifer wasn't, the, Jennifer, bless her soul. She didn't say it. was like, you have, a, you have a hair. that She <laughs> takes her nail like, yeah. like that and tweezes it out with her fingers. But she wasn't there. I was like, hell, you have to be Jennifer now. Yeah. <laughs> I, Sometimes I do that for Joseph. Yeah. I yeah. texted her about it. I was so I was like I just use gaffer's tape to remove hair from my ears. <laughs> also, I'm an adult human with dignity. Mm -hmm. I do feel like things like that, like you're like that wasn't there before, and all of a sudden they just it just shows up. Like right, you're looking every day, every day, and like you're like oh no hair, and then all of a sudden you look and there's a giant. You're like how'd you grow overnight? You just curled up in there, and like all of a sudden they just popped out. Yeah. It's nasty. Oh, being it's a trickery. human. Aging sucks. It could be more fun than being a human. But I still feel like I'm 22. I still feel that way. I feel that way in my heart and my mind. Yeah. 
But my knees and my feet tell a different story. I'm just like you kids who watch me whip. No, watch me nay nay. Watch me nay nay, kids. Watch me whip, whip. Yeet. Yeet. Ah! <laughs> you guys, sing? yeet. Like, I understand. I, there's When I hear new things like that, I'm like, Oh, so is that is that a noun or an adjective? <laughs> How do we diagram the sentence it? of yeet? <laughs> Can I say I was yeeting today? Is there somebody who listens to the show who's a high school principal and will let us go undercover as students for a day? <laughs> Hello, fellow like, high schoolers. Yes. Hello, fellow high school children. Yeah. Hello, it fellow. is I, another youth. Yeah, I'm just transferred in from skateboard high. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we all wear our hats backwards there. It's no big deal. We're like, oh, man, that's so bad, meaning good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so further on, after this traffic section, guys, is it just me or does stuff start getting – I mean, everything's already weird. But yeah. I, the whole floating descriptions of everything, it's kind of freaky. It's like almost like they're floating in some sort of like – like they're about to get stuck in amber. Mm-hmm. Not like amber is the color of your energy by 311. <laughs> but like everything's starting to even slow down even more. And the other thing that I was thinking was that it's like, whoa, it's like a weird black hole. You know how time like like slows. Mm-hmm. Science. Science. Um, so yeah. I, and I, I feel like I've said that before that there's like a weird feeling of like, uh, the time continuum, like slowing down, like it's on the edge of a black hole, and like time is lengthening out, and that's how I felt uh, during that whole thing, and it freaks me out. <laughs> yeah, I love and I scared. the structural standpoint of this episode, where it starts out, it's just a hot day. They're all just yeah. tired. Things have slowed down a little bit. Yeah. Maybe it's the middle of summer. Things aren't too busy at work. It's just slowed down, and then the dial just keeps keeps getting turned up. And all of a sudden, we're at Night Vale eleven, and they're floating. Yeah. And Carlos is cleaning his gutters while floating, and <laughs> yeah. like it's and, and then it all starts to just like starts to freeze and lengthen, and yeah. and the it, sun is going out. And the sun is going out. Like it's. It gets to the, yeah, and it gets to Nightville 11, which is like normal life 15. Yeah. yeah and he even said, okay, the, the sun is going out. And then, yes, a black tumor of darkness, of absence, is on the face of the brightness. The brightness is dimming. It really makes me think of like the event horizon. Y'all, I'm really thinking like this is like some, what is that movie? Event Horizon? <laughs> the one with Lawrence Fishburne? Have we mentioned this movie before? How much it scares me when they have no eyes. Maybe. Ooh, that actually sounds really scary. Yeah, it's very scary. Somebody with sockets for eyes. Sorry. Pass. Hard pass. Get some eye patches, you I monster. I think I've talked about this before, about that horse that had one eye. What? Yeah. What? I think I talked about this. I don't think so. Tell us. It was. I talked about this on some podcast. I know I was behind a microphone talking about a horse with one eye. Was it that uh, was it we were on This Is Adulting? It could that have been on This Is Adulting, could have been it could have been this show. But yeah, when I was uh, growing up, uh the barn where we kept our horse, I'm just gonna say it out loud, I had a horse. Um it's okay. <laughs> I loved it and it loved me back. Every um, little girl's dream. Yeah. yeah. I lived it. You had a horse. Um, his name was Leo and he was very good and he might be alive somewhere still, hopefully. Anyway, um, the barn where we kept our horse, there was another horse that lived there and his name was Tex and he had one eye and it was just like a socket. Mm. And he was like really sweet. He didn't like, have a patch over it. No, he, the horse did not wear an eye patch. Wow. Would you hear the wind? Like, I was always like a little bit like because sometimes you couldn't see the inside of it all the way, and then sometimes you could. 
no. You don't Would know the which hair is go worse. Over it sometimes and you were like, okay. You don't know what's worse, like seeing the bottom of the black hole or not seeing the bottom of the black hole. Yeah. I think seeing the bottom would be the grosser part. Yeah, I yeah. think that would be gross. Like where the skin bunches together. You could shine a flashlight right in there and it wouldn't know. Yeah. But when you're grooming Tax him, I know. never groomed him, but if you were grooming him, you would have to clean it out, right? Oh. Just, wait, does lint or something get in there? It's like dust and other horse stuff. What if you put like, <laughs> oh. no, that'd be terrible. Poor guy. Get like a little sponge in there probably. But he lived happy. He was happy though, right? Yeah, he had a good life. He wasn't like, he didn't have barks on me. He wasn't like, oh. He seemed like pretty chill. I don't oh, think he right. knew. They can only see he one side at a time anyway. Yeah. He's like, go. Oh, He's just not getting any information on that left side. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> How did we get here? That horse, I would like uh, to. We were talking about do you think if that Event horse, Horizon. <laughs> if that horse was jumping, that it would run into a lot of stuff because of the depth perception would be off. Oh, he yeah. He did all right. I never rode him, but he did all right. I don't remember him bumping into shit. Is it bad that I think that would be hilarious? I think that To I see think a horse bad. trip. But as long horses as you trip, get back up, that's trip actually all the really time. sad. It's horses sad to trip see. all the time. As long as it gets back up, I'm okay with it. Right. Yeah. I don't want it to be hurt. And I just want it to be life. funny. Yeah. You fall down. Every time you fall down, you got to get the second time up. <laughs> that's the quote. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, I also uh, highlighted that it said uh, the source of all life is going is joining the rest of us in taking today to do nothing. That's probably not good. Mm-mm. I'm like, yeah, it's probably not good. Like the source of all life, people's some people's lungs and brain and hearts and stuff have like stopped working. So yeah. And then he's like, well, at least I saw the end- ending of Breaking Bad. Because the worse it gets, they're they're being slowed and drained more and more. So it's almost. But they uh, don't even care because it allows that allows them to be taken. You're, you're going to come without a fight because you have no energy left. Yeah. You're just going to sort of succumb to it, and that's it. And then that's the end of that big bad. And then when we come back, it's like, oh, everything's fine. I had some coffee and everything's fine now, right? That is like almost a lampoon of of episodes that have come before where it's like monster of the week. And then yeah. like, turns out it was this or it was that. It's right. just sort of uh, the, the solution is not the point. Right. So you get so wrapped up in a traditional storytelling. Well, tell us why. Tell us how it was solved. We have to know about that. Yeah. And this this was like, how was it solved? How was the day saved? And like, it wasn't. Yeah. It didn't need to be. This That's not what this show is. Yeah. In a larger sense. It's about people and relationships and feelings and fears and manifestations of those things rather than we, I fashioned a radio out of these parts and now everything's, everything is solved. Like that, that doesn't matter. Yeah. It's not neat. It's yes. not, it doesn't have a bow. Right. There's no bow because there's no bow in life. Right. You know? Well, and like they say, we wake up, we move on. No state is our state forever. All is fleeting. And isn't that just the way life is? Ain't just the way it is. Yeah. Sometimes we have moods and sometimes we have feelings and then they go away and we feel better. And there's nothing a little coffee couldn't help. Yeah. Right. Sometimes coffee is good. That's sometimes. That's the way it is. That's the way it is. Yeah. That's just the way it is. <laughs> Great. Should we move on to hey. the weather? Yeah. Oh, wait. There's one more thing. It's like oh, the this is, last we were, we were listening to this in the car. I was like, oh. Okay, because then it's like, okay, we, we're up. There's a lot of energy. Like, we're ready to go and do us again. And then Carlos was like, oh, I've had a busy day. I think I'll take a nap now. And then he was like, well, that that sounds nice. And then I was like, Oh, you're going to nap together, huh? 
Cecil's like, gotta go, gotta go. There's some else I, place else I gotta be. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> you know what that means. Mm-hmm. They're going to take a nap. Snuggling yeah. and smooching. They're going to make the nap with two backs. Who <laughs> Who do you think? <laughs> no, I, Shakespeare. I, the re, no, the reason basically. I say ew is who likes to sleep face to face? Not me. Breathing Don't breathe your hot yeah. breath in my face. I think it's because I'm short, and then I just get like the downspout. The, the downspout down of breath, stink. which is the, yeah. the worst. This whole stink jet. And then I have to be like, oh, come up for air. Do you, who do you think is the little spoon? If they spoon. Carlos. Oh, I was going to say Cecil. I think Cecil as well. But it's a good theory that you think it's Carlos. I do. I think he's figured out scientifically that it's better be on the inside for... Uh, Scientific reasons? For ther- thermodynamics. Because <laughs> it's warmer. It's warmer on the inside. You're the one being warmed. I love it. And then we come back to uh, the whole Thanksgiving thing because it's like... Uh, stay tuned for Keating Howell, a scratch at the door, a hood falling over your face, and a delicious roasted squash recipe your family will just love. I do love roasted a squash. A hood falling over your head. They're going to hydrocolon therapy. Yes. <laughs> and you get squash while you're there. Yeah. Uh, sure. And you also leave squash while you're there. Exactly. Sometimes. <laughs> Up next, we hear from fans and friends of the podcast about their theories, comments, and questions. But first... A conversation about this episode's weather, which is Manimaneer by Brain Power. This is some Ned Hop, is the genre of this. Ned? Ned Hop. Ned Hop. Netherlands. Like ne- Netherlands. Netherlands. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Manimaneer. Yeah, it's okay. more Dutch rap. Okay, I love the hip hop, so you kids know this. I'm your granny Sipfo, and I love the hip hop. <laughs> um, but also, like, I know I don't know what they're saying, and I tried to look up a translation, and I could not find it. And that's okay, because that's not my job. Uh, but I liked it, and it was reminiscent, and I couldn't figure out what song it made me think of. But I loved the the music behind it. I just, I just liked that it sounded like old school rap, where it was like, okay, this refrain of this song is going to keep playing and then you come in and you do your 16 bars and you hop out like double dutch yeah it's like uh the sugar hill gang yes except they're not like my name is so and so i'm here to say (laughs) or talking about meals they've had at somebody's house (laughs) this is terrible it tastes like wood Um, (laughs) maybe it is that i don't know what they're saying (laughs) my name in here means my way yeah like if i had my way if I had if I, if I had my druthers. If I had my if I had mine manier. Um yeah, love that Ned rap. It reminds me of that song that we listened to in the car the other day, the one that's the Italian band that wanted to uh, uh, prison right, They wanted to just write a song that sounded like an American rock song. Eyes. Eyes. Um, uh, yeah. And, yeah, and so this I don't remember the, the name boop of it. Do, boop do, do, watch it. I think I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's what it we sounds played like it to in me. The, on tour before, yeah. like in the car. I love it. It's one of my fave songs. Eyes. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, but it's a bunch <laughs> of people singing them. But it's an Italian group. You'll know it if you just start typing in P R I S E N, and then it'll just like pop up. You'll find. <laughs> Go on down to the restaurant. Right. It's like, will you have a you sandwich with girls? Me? Eyes. Prison industrial complex is what happened when I started typing it in. <laughs> girls. Well, you know you're, we know Meg's. Uh, Dancing music. <laughs> no, they don't actually say like like actual words. Oh. 
it's just like things that sound like. Oh, they think is it like heart more down to the burlines? It's a prison colon in in Chris Galuso. And that's all we can use without permission. (laughs) (laughs) That's our eight seconds. Okay. Well, what do you think, Hal? I agree with both of you. Okay. Great. (laughs) Moving on. Let's bump it to the fin zone. The fin zone. Fan zone. The fin zone. Fan zone. Fan zone. Stay right there. Good morning, Nightfell will return after a brief break. Becky writes to us. Becky writes, Dear Nightfell gang, I just finished listening to your episode looking at cassette and I wanted to weigh in about the Girl Scout cookie issue. I was a Girl Scout and have a leader for a mom. I can tell you with certainty that Hal is correct. Different councils use different bakers. If you're in the same area, but the name of your cookies changed like Samoa to Caribou Delight, your council switched bakers. Other places such as the DC area where I am still have the other baker. These different bakers use different recipes. So the same cookies will taste differently at different places. I really enjoy the show. It's been so crazy hearing about early Nightfield again. I only found Nightfield last summer, but it's still odd how much I've forgotten. Live long and prosper, Becky. I'm giving you the live long and prosper through that microphone, Me Becky. Too. Yeah. Thank you, Becky, for confirming. Uh, I know one of the bakeries is called ABC Bakery. I yeah. do not know what the other one is. Uh, yeah. Thank you for your service. Thanks. There is a, someone else wrote to us and told us like the whole story of the. I don't have it with me. I like well, <laughs> they sold us like all the names of the bakeries and all that stuff. Where once upon a time there were two bakeries who both made cookies for Girl Scouts. Mm-hmm. Was it like that? Yeah. Gather around, everybody. I'm an animatronic owl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, I think we can appreciate that there are uh, a multitude of bakers. Now we're going to hear from KD. Dear Meg, <laughs> what about the rest of us? It's fine. I like that you're not reading this one, too. (laughs) Not a Girl Scout, but where I live, it seems Samoas are still called Samoas. Shrug. Because otherwise you won't know that I shrug. Okay. I will say that every time I buy a box, I do wind up listening to episode 44, Cookies, while I eat them. And Symphony. Oh, now you're talking to me. You are not alone in this America. For I also do not like chocolate and mint together. What? Thank you. So I am with you on being anti-thin mints. I thought I was the only one. Cyber high five. And a cyber high five to you, Katie. Mm. Sorry, Megan Hal. Another shrug. Anyway, thanks, guys. With love and a cookie, KD. The only time my name was mentioned was saying, sorry. Sorry. Sorry, douche. Well, no. I don't like your chocolate and mint together. You know what? I I appreciate that someone because I generally I'm in the minority. Yes. Of <laughs> That's funny because I'm black. <laughs> it is though. It is. Um <laughs> so I you know, a lot of people really it's a classic flavor that flavor combination mm. that a lot of people like and I just don't. I like chocolate, I like mint but I like them separate. And I'm very particular about my mint flavors. Like I don't like gum wise. I don't like wintergreen. None of that stuff. I like peppermint flavor and that's it. 
don't come to me with that green gum because I'll refuse it. Spit it right in your face. I'll be like, this is what you like. This is what you want. (laughs) You asked for this. Well, I'm sorry. You don't know the joy of mint and chocolate together, KD. We've already been over this. I have uh, this mint chocolate chip ice cream in that freezer, and after you guys leave, there won't be any more because I'll eat the rest of it. You're going to go ham on that. I watch the the damn West Wing. This, I swear. (laughs) When you watch the West Wing and and you watch the intro, do you sing their names? Like, Josh Lyman's here. (laughs) Allison Jenny Richard Yeah. I've literally Martin never seen Martin Sheen. It's a special shout out to my mom who sings it all to their names as they come across. Aw, Lid. Martin. The West Wing. With Rob Lowe. Oh, that's good. That's very good. No? See, now I'm going to start watching that show. That'll be my next binge. <laughs> when I'm sad and alone in my in Chicago. It really is oh, nice to get you through. Up. It gets you through a presidency. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's what Rachel writes. Hi, Meg, Symphony, and Hal. I hope I'm not too late to talk about Lazy Day. You are not. I've just listened to it again after coming out of quite a long depressive episode. Listening back, it hit me how glaringly obvious a metaphor for depression this episode is. The lack of motivation, the feeling that you can't even be bothered to breathe, the envy of those, Carlos, who can just get on with life and don't have to deal with this. I especially like the ending, though, the reminder that it will pass, The people close to you, Carlos again, who are always there waiting and taking care of business for you when you come back to reality. I have no theory. I just wanted to say thank you because I really did need to hear right now that no state is our state forever. Love all you guys from Rachel. Rachel, I'm glad you uh, came out of that state. I know how difficult that that can be. Um, And it's great that this episode helps remind you that there are people who love you and do care, even though... In those moments, your rational mind can't overcome what's going on, and that that is okay, and you will be okay, and we are glad you're here and that you're listening to the show. Yeah, I I would have never even thought of it like that, but it makes total sense from what I understand of uh, when people go through a depressive uh, episode. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're glad you're here, Rachel. Thank you. Yeah, I'm glad you came out of your depressive state Yeah, and wrote us an email. Yeah. It's a good reminder. Yeah, definitely. Time passes. Things change. Nothing's forever, boo. Nothing is forever. Nothing. And that's what's so great about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Miles writes to us, first things first. Hi, loving the first 10 episodes I have. Downloading content to my phone is irritatingly atypically involved process. I'm not sure how that, what that sentence means, but I hope that you get those episodes downloaded. Don't know if Meg is still the main reader of emails. Yes. Uh, but if Symphony has not taken up the mantle, tell her she's got a fantastic laugh. Oh, thank you. I'm telling her right now in front of her. Thanks, Miles. Second thing second, if you end up talking about this one on the show, I think you're doing a thing where you don't mention people by name unless they say it's cool. It's cool. Call me Miles. Hey, Miles. Miles. My headcanon for Cecil's recording booth is as follows. Very high up, like on top of a radio tower. He's up there. That's where he is, on the radio tower. (laughs) Everything is kind of packed in and cluttered, like they moved from a room half again as large into a storage closet, so there just isn't enough room. They are overflowing filing cabinets covering the entire left wall, and the window into the production room is is to the right. 
The recording booth is a desk overflowing with the contents of three milk crates of old computer wires and outdated technology. In the middle of the mess is a small clear area with a microphone, room for some elbows, and occasionally a folder with scripts if Cecil has to read off of something. Under the desk, it is very dusty. There are two more crates of outdated technology and Ethernet cables and the like. To the left, the filing cabinets are right against the desk, so there's a part of it that's like a little shelf, and underneath it's fun dusty cranny you can squeeze into and be surrounded on three sides. Good place to hide. There are no windows. Directly in front of the desk is a pane of glass which would look out over the town. It is black. The pane of glass works like a scrying glass uh, semi-involuntarily. Cecil Hmm. can see the news with it. That's how he knows what's going on and that's how he knows the news on Lazy Day. Speaking of Lazy Day... Here we are. I am very familiar with this episode because it is the last thing on my sleep playlist, so I've subconsciously absorbed it in its entirety. One time I was walking home from school in the biting cold, and my nose was cold, and my fingers were cold, and my everything was cold, and I put on Lazy Day, and it warmed me up. I think that in the part where the sun is going out, it's a solar eclipse, like the sun was feeling super lazy that day, like everyone else, and it's so called over the moon to eclipse so it wouldn't have to do its job. Anyway, loving the podcast. Have a lovely day. Bye, y'all. Miles, thank you so much for sharing your headcanon of Cecil's studio. It's nice to always hear how someone else is envisioning it because we all have our little imaginary worlds for what the studio looks like. It's nice to hear someone else's. I really liked yeah. your take. The, the the crates of Ethernet wires and stuff, I found that to be particularly interesting. Yeah, I love how Dusty. detailed it is. It's yes. not the same picture I have, but I have a very clear picture of yours. I kind of wonder how much... Uh, I know there's a ton of fan art, and I know that the art will include the studio space, but I wonder how much of it is uh, if people have done specific art just of the studio space. And if so, let's see that art. Share it with us. Tag us on the Facebook, on the Instagram. Uh, let us know. I want to see that art. We yeah. love to see it. Please do. We love all sorts of art. Pitchleg writes... I guess there's a reason this episode in particular, among many others, is one that I keep coming back to the most often. It's perfect for power naps. Certainly not because it's dull. The events of the episode are surely freaky when you take a minute to think about it. The theme of everything, just stopping for a while with Cecil's lulling and light tone, just makes it very comfortable to play in the background. While the length, the placement of the weather, and the overall pace makes the nap work. I have enough time to doze off for a bit. The weather's beat wakes me up, and the post-weather is a good pep talk and long enough to collect my bearings before actually opening my eyes and getting up to go on with the day, paralleling the episode itself very nicely. While I'd say registry of middle school crushes might take my number one spot for the monologue about stories, this one's certainly been one of my favorites from the day it was released. I would say this is a great episode, but you know what? I can't take a nap for less than like two and a half hours, so I I can't relate to that part, but I'm jealous that you can. So thanks, Pitchleg. We really appreciate it. And thanks, everybody who's tuned in this week. And remember, next episode, we are going to talk about 36 missing. But until then, remember, find us on our Patreon at patreon.com slash goodmorningnightvale. And in the meantime, good morning, Nightvale. Good morning.
Good Morning Night Vale is a Night Vale Presents production. It is hosted by Symphony Sanders, Hal Lublin, and Meg Bashwinner. It is edited by Grant Stewart. It is mixed by Vincent Cascione. It is produced by Meg Bashwinner. Theme music by Disparition. Special thanks to our fans who submitted their thoughts this week. And special thanks to Hal and Jennifer for hosting our recording session. Leave us a voicemail at 929-277-2050 or email us at info at goodmorningnightvale.com to share your theories and ask questions or to announce that you are running for president of the USA. This show is powered by our patrons like Kim R., Farah Martin, Catherine the Gay, Kimberly Ciani, and Nikki Webb. If you're interested in supporting this show in exchange for lots of exclusive hyper cool kid content, like having a stale scone mailed to you, check us out at patreon.com slash goodmorningnightvale. For more information on this show, go to goodmorningnightvale.com and follow us on Facebook and on Twitter at Nightvale Chat. Special thanks, as always, to Christy Gressman, Jeffrey Craner, Joseph Fink, and Adam Cecil. Today's adverb is robustly. My mom texted me to say that this week's adverb should be robustly. She continues robustly to be the best. From the creators of Welcome to Night Vale, Alice Isn't Dead, and within the wires comes a new Audible original. Unlicensed. In the outskirts of Los Angeles, where the cul-de-sacs and strip malls sprawl into the desert, two unlicensed private investigators scrape by on whatever small cases come their way. But when a teenage girl pleads for them to take the strangest case of their career, this unlikely pair, with no resources and no backup, will follow a trail of seemingly unconnected cases, which will lead them to a ransom, a murder, a mysterious wellness center, and a conspiracy that might go all the way to the governor. It's important to catch small fires early. They don't stay small for long. Unlicensed. Available now at audible.com slash unlicensed.